everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful springtime in Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show, later on in the show, Dan, uh, we're going to, we're having a hypothetical. We're 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 asking ourselves, what what would we do if we had to choose? If we had, if we absolutely had to join a religion, if somehow that were a mandate, a requirement, what would we do? What would we do? We've been stewing over it. For a very short period of time. <laughs> so not really a stew. More of maybe a... A quick soup. A soup that we whipped up. Doing a, we just came up with a quick soup of, <laughs> of ideas about that. So there you All go. All right. Well, coming up first, we've got a bunch of stories for you. Yeah. Um, Dan. What? There has been, I suppose for a lot of people, a little bit of a mystery. Where has this coronavirus come from? Oh, do you feel we're that? Off. Do you wonder where did coronavirus come from? No, because I know exactly. I know exactly no, where it came from. No, 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 no. Oh yes, I do. I suppose it, what science, Dan? No, it was, it was created in a lab by Hydra. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. No, um, oh. there is a cleric uh, over in Pakistan who ha- who knows? He knows where it came from. He was on uh, national TV during a telethon. But I think it was there probably like raising money for like I don't even <laughs> know what it was for. Yeah, like I mean they're they're raising money, um, and uh, the the prime minister of of Pakistan was like, I guess like on stage or on in the in the studio like right there mm-hmm. with with this guy, and he starts going on and he he says. Uh, and and I trust him. I think I think he's right here. Well, I mean, um, that's who you go to for your uh, up to the minute no, uh, scientific knowledge. Yeah, he says that it's uh, that the coronavirus has been uh, unleashed on all of us, on all of humanity, um, mm-hmm. because of the wrongdoings of women. Ah, he, yes, he nailed it. Finally, someone says it. <laughs> We've all been thinking it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently um, it's uh, because <laughs> when it, it's specifically the women who are so often uh, scantily dressed. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, their behavior is inappropriate. Right. You got these women walking around. Their burkas don't even cover their ankles <laughs> like the sluts that they are. Out there, probably like, you know, blinking their eyes seductively at people. Yeah. It's, they're just, it's, it's shameful is what it is. Yeah. Um, and he's having none of it. Um, apparently there's been a bit of backlash. Surprise, surprise. Right. Um, actually kind of surprising. Um, <laughs> cause nobody outside of Pakistan probably would have like seen this and people in Pakistan are, there's some people upset. Um, well, there you go. and, uh, and so he, you know, he initially, uh, condemned the media for spreading lies. Um, and he, he said that it's a slip of a tongue, but he's, he's refused, uh, to apologize for the, for his remarks made. I love women. it. So. I didn't mean to say that, but if I did, it's real. I I, <laughs> I don't I apologize. I kind of agree with that. You say I, I said that? Huh. Well, I really don't have anything to apologize for having not right. said it, but that's, wow, that's a good idea. I definitely, I you know, <laughs> I definitely didn't mean to say that. I, th- I thought I was saying something else, but now that you pointed out to me, <laughs> that's sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Sounds, sounds like something good. I'd say. Yeah. I'm going to keep good. that. We're keeping it. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Well, speaking of uh, people getting into a little bit of hot water over things that they've said, Mm -hmm. uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, uh, who is having a great time, I'm sure, these days. Uh, Mm. Boy, what a treat to be New York's mayor during this uh, particular moment in history. (laughs) Um, He has... So he's been in charge of shutting the fucking city down and that is not an easy city to shut down but you know of course they they got hit super hard like everybody lives exactly one foot away from everyone else in Mm -hmm. that city Mm -hmm. and it's not easy to 
keep a pandemic from killing all of your people. So, well, of some, course, he... Some people are making it harder than right. others as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so unlike Utah or many other places, he said and put in some hard and fast rules about people not, uh, you know, about social distancing and everybody sort of sheltering in place and that sort of thing. But when a, uh, a, a beloved rabbi from the Hasidic Jewish uh, community in New York passed away, mm -hmm. uh, well, apparently the, uh, the, the, uh, the ultra-Orthodox did not get the memo about keeping home and came out by the thousands mm. to, a, uh, a, to a funeral for him. Yeah. Which is about as idiotic a thing as you could possibly do. I understand. Like, I feel for people who are losing their loved ones right now and can't do a funeral for them. Like, that sucks. Right. Not being able to commune with your with your community, with your loved ones, with your family over the loss of, of someone that you love. I get it. That's the worst. But fucking stay the fuck at home. Yeah. Like, it's, it's such an obvious thing to do. Well, not to the... the Haredi community of Williamsburg and Brooklyn. Uh, so de Blasio took, went and broke it up. He literally showed up and like got the police and they dispersed the crowd. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> the mayor shows up. Yeah. To this thing. Apparently. That's, that's some hands-on mayoring. Yeah. Wow. He was, right. he was mayoring the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> Uh, but he was, I mean, but, uh, so he broke it up, which was pissing people, which of course is going to piss people off anyway. But then he tweeted about it also, uh, saying that, uh, it was something that it, it that it was, uh, what did he say? He said some, but something absolutely unexpected, unacceptable happened in Williamsburg tonight. Uh, a large funeral gathering in the middle of this pandemic, uh, and then he also tweeted, my message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. Uh, I, I, I assume that's uh, referencing police warnings. He's, he's saying he's right. going to arrest okay. people if they right, don't right, disperse. Right, right. Yeah. No arrests actually happened. Uh, there were no, the police uh, just dispersed them and said that, uh, you know, a few dozen, uh, a dozen summonses were issued. Sure. Um, but, uh, however, boy, did the Orthodox Jewish community freak out, you know, at this uh, crazy, crazy guy who's trying to save their lives. Um, <laughs> literally, because he said, uh, this is my message, he said to the Jewish community and all communities, uh, City Councilman Chaim Deutsch who represents uh, a large Orthodox Jewish constituency, said, okay. did the mayor? He said, this has to be a joke. Did the mayor of New York City really just single out one specific ethnic community, a community that has been the target of increasing hate crimes in his city, being noncompliant? Um, which, yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, they have been lar uh, t an increasing target of hate crimes yeah. lately, and that's awful. But... Uh, but I think Guess it's who was being non-compliant yeah. in the moment. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Like, look around. They were doing it. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, this, this also is a problem with the... Uh, I mean, I guess it's just... Fundamentalist religious people are apparently... Uh, believe that they're immune to, to viruses. Because the same thing's happening in Israel, apparently. The, right. Some of the major... All of the major outbreak points... Our uh, our majority uh, Haredi communities. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you know, whatever you know, you don't believe in, it can't hurt you. Isn't that yeah. how that works? You have to you have to believe. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you clap your hands <laughs> and you click your heels together and you mm -hmm. say, "There's no virus in me. There's no virus in me. There's no virus in me." And then you wake up and. And the world isn't black and white. Mm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I had a virus, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> there you go. All Mayor's right. in trouble. Mayor's in trouble. Well, it sounds like, I mean, first of all, I have to say, the mayor showing up on site 
I don't know my, I, I I don't know all the ins and outs of the whole story in it, but I'm impressed by that that one detail, right? Uh, Showing I, up, I hope hands yeah, on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right? I guess. I don't. Know I wouldn't that. go there. I wouldn't go. I mean, no. Yikes! No, no. Too many people. Yeah, who are potentially going to be really mad at you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Um, we, we've got Ramadan coming up. Indeed, right. like it is a uh, Ramadama ding dong. Did it already time. start? Actually? I think it may have started. I think it already did start. This actually, yeah. this article is a few days old. So yeah. yes, um, so Ramadan has begun. Actually, yeah, no, I remember it starting, and I remember going out that night and seeing the crescent moon. Oh. And it was gorgeous. Well, that's um, not, it's nice of the Lord uh, of 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 Allah to celebrate by by decorating the sky with the symbol. <laughs> Yeah, it started on and the 23rd. On the 23rd. Okay, well, nonetheless, uh, so for the last uh, over a week now, um, there have been there has been a call, a Muslim call to prayer in Minneapolis in a heavily Muslim neighborhood. Okay. Um, the, the Cedar Riverside neighborhood of Minneapolis. And this is kind of, this is not, this is the first time it's ever, there's ever been a, a like an a public call to prayer, you know, over the loudspeaker oh, coming really? from the, from the mosque. Um, the, 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 you know, because like the, the Muslim thing is, you know, like, um, that instead of like church bells calling right. people traditionally to, to church, they would call out to, for using their voice, calling people to prayer to come to right. the mosque. It's, 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 it's sort of a song sung theoretically either played over a loudspeaker or, or sung or by just, the, the loudest guy in the village. Yeah, yeah. From a from a minaret. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Um, and if they didn't have that, how would we know uh, in movies that we were in a majority Islamic part of the world? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. What, what um, clue would they could they use? The so um, so the trick of these prayers. Uh, one of them is, of course, that uh, there, it happens five times a day correct and it starts in the wee hours right oh god um so there's there there's often been a little bit of resistance in this country this is not the first sort of public you know publicly audible call to prayer in the united states right. you know it's happened yeah. in michigan and a couple other places sure. um before um but um this is specifically you know even though it's it has a potential to really annoy the non-muslim uh <laughs> neighbors um this is this is happening because uh the the mayor of minneapolis jacob fry uh worked with uh minnesota's council on american islamic relations or care um and then specifically the, the specific mosque this is meant to be a safe distancing practice during ramadan because normally right. it's all about community prayer during ramadan yeah they like to get together during for prayer during yeah. ramadan they and like so, to gather for so that. this is stay at home and we're this is this is our olive branch so to speak we're we're we're, we're letting this happen we're we're encouraging this in order to keep everybody safe and i think it's i think it's a great example of uh, people just sort of working together with, you know, right. even yeah. with faith communities in order just to figure out like how do we keep people safe? Because well, and let's let's make you guys as happy as we can make you yeah. during this time when you can't do the thing that you really want to be right. doing. And, and if we can make, if we can get you to a happy enough of a place, you're not going to break the rules. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, right. Um, and uh, you know, this is far better than you know any of the evangelical ding-dongs who are breaking quarantine to go to church and what like like what could we should have given them something yeah <laughs> yeah make them happy somehow <laughs> just complete control over our government how about that yeah well they yeah that's the problem we've given them all the things we have nothing to bribe them with we have nothing to make them happy because they have everything they want and they still feel persecuted Ugh. Unreal. Yeah. Maybe we could, maybe if we promised to actually persecute them, they'd stay at home. 
when all this is over, boy, are we going to persecute the hell of you. You're gonna, your narrative is going to make so much sense yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> that thing that you were lacking, mm-hmm. here you go. Well, there you go. So what, what has been the reaction to the, uh, to the call to prayer? Uh, it's happened. <laughs> the article doesn't go into that. Like, oh, okay. So no, yeah. nobody's like nobody. I, I was I was wondering. Like the back of my mind was like, are, did someone call the cops for a noise ordinance violation or what? Well, I hope the cops that that just would have been on the dispatch board. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I would. <laughs> man, if it was so too early, actually... I, I'd be calling the cops. Somebody's yelling over a microphone. Oh my in god! In my neighborhood, like the first call to prayer is so early, Dan. Ugh, I'd be so mad. Leave me alone! Where's the snooze button on the call to prayer? That's what I want to (laughs) know. It's happening right right. now around 5 a.m. Oh, God. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Shame on everybody. And it all depends on exactly where you are on the planet, too. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, you gotta face... You gotta face Mecca. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm gonna take us... uh, Speaking of... uh, of Muslims, I'm going to take us to Nigeria. Oh yeah, uh, where it's uh, it's not it's not an awesome place to not be a Muslim there currently, and uh, especially not awesome to not be a uh, or to be a, an atheist as we are, mm. as has been learned by one Mubarak Bala, who is president of the Humanist Association of Nigeria. Which is, God, the the bravery that it takes to be that, just to be that, is, that is bold. (laughs) Uh, Because in spite of Nigeria's theoretical, uh, you know, they have a constitution that says freedom of religion and freedom of expression and all those things. Um, That doesn't mean that it actually exists in any real form. Uh, And apparently he, that is proven by the fact that he uh, he was he's been arrested uh, allegedly for blasphemy by for criticizing Islam on his Facebook page. Mm. So that's not going to go well for him. No. Uh, he apparently a group of lawyers wrote a petition uh, for for his arrest, calling for his arrest. <laughs> Uh, this is a man who was pl- who in 2014 was placed in the mental in a mental hospital for the crime of not believing in a deity. So, Jesus cool. Christ, cool, 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 you guys. Well, I mean, obviously you'd have to be insane not to believe in Allah, because boy, everything he wrote makes so much sense. Well, yeah, and he's like a really cool guy too, like. Yeah, just just <laughs> easy going. On the whole, you know, just a really awesome Doesn't dude. Have weird rules about pooing and peeing, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, um, well, Dan, yeah, oh god, uh, this is a weird story to follow that one with. Um, Saudi Arabia, um, okay, it just became a slightly less awful place to be in in the event of you uh committing a minor crime okay um they have abolished flogging oh and uh which you know like i it's it's obviously going to be chaos in the streets right. without flogging yeah uh, exactly. as how, the how can you even keep the rule of law going yeah. if you can't flog a guy yeah you know um well you might do as they're doing uh you might replace flogging with prison sentences and possibly fines boom downright civilized Um, welcome to the 1700s 1800s we'll call it 1800s uh flogging uh was uh used to punish a variety of crimes um including drinking alcohol um having an affair Mm. or apropos to your story illegal blogging Ah, um yes and uh yeah and, and if you're not familiar with it it's uh, they would use a cane um and uh they would hit you on the back a bunch of times in a public square fun and uh you know causing the skin to break and heavy bruising 
Um, often people would be left with nerve damage and infections, psychological trauma, and some people well, even died. Oh yeah. Well, you there know. you go. So that, I mean, that's God's choice, really. Whether you live <laughs> or die, it's in God's hands now. It's in God's hands. <laughs> oh Lord, I. You know, it's. I. I don't know. Uh, I mean, great. Good job. Stop flogging people. That's probably for the best. Although, I know. between like years of prison or or even months of jail time and flogging, depending on how many canings I got, I I might have to think about it. To be perfectly honest, I I don't know, Dan. I wouldn't like it, but like, <laughs> you know, that's that's a couple, you know. Does 15 minutes of extreme pain and then several days or months of really bad pain. And then, but like, at least I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, what? I think I would take a, again, I get, they're not saying how long the jail times are going to be for. I mean, it's quite possible. They'll be locking people up for years just for yeah. some alcohol, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia's they're, they're trying to make themselves look uh, a little more civilized. Yeah, women are driving. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen next. Yeah, they they could be in in the the twentieth century before you know it. <laughs> it's a country on the move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, you and I have been talking about it for a few for weeks now. The fact that American churches do not want to close just because of some stupid virus i it's, mean uh, like where's your faith dan where's your faith where's your faith uh well so they've been practicing their faith and god love them i find it like half of me is impressed by all of these people who end up going to church uh faithfully because they're covered in jesus blood or whatever and then they this impresses uh, okay. you well, it, at least their their money's where their mouth is. You know what I mean? At least they're not like claiming that they believe a thing and then not actually believing it. Well, yeah, but then but they're also like not believing in like the the health threat, right? So right. it's like, I, oh, I, I mean, it'd be one thing if they were like, oh my god, this like there's like plague, legitimate plague, right. and like you're probably gonna get it if you go outside, and you're probably gonna die, and then they're still going to church. Okay, I'm impressed by maybe that their stick to itiveness on that, but like, there's something in the air—not even in the air—that's the wrong phrase. But there's just you know, there's something that other people could can give you. It's it's bad if it spreads because it like overwhelms the health system and a lot of people right. die. But it's it hasn't really touched their community hard yet, and their preachers right. saying it's not real. Yeah, that's not okay. too impressive to me. I'm sorry. That's true. I'm sorry. When they think when they think that like they're being good Republicans, yeah. by not by by like daring people to cough in their face, which I did see a protester at one of those protests Ooh. actually being like, "Cough in my face, it's fine. Everybody, come <laughs> cough in my face." It's like, okay, you you have you have stupid in you. <laughs> anyway, um, it turns out. Strangely, and I don't know, I don't know who could have predicted this. I don't know who, what prophet could have seen this coming. Uh, a lot of folks have died because of this, and not just uh, people in the congregation. Uh, on f as many as thirty leaders in from uh, the largest uh, African American Pentecostal denomination mm -hmm. have died. 30 of their of their pastors of what? the church leaders themselves have died Whoa. uh from the outbreak wow so yeah and it sucks that it's primarily hitting uh these these african american churches cuz we really need more of these white pastors to die off <laughs> but uh yeah it is happening and it's happening all over the place uh but yeah, I mean, that's a that is no that is no small number. No, mm. 
30, 30 pastors. Uh, no word on how many of the their congregants, but you know, if you've got that many pastors, just imagine the number of congregants that are dying. That are going, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That might be harder yeah. to track, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's um, tricky, but like, but finding local stories about the pastor dying in the newspaper—that's, yeah. Wow. It's yeah, that's easier to do. No, nobody yeah. has to do a study. Yeah. To, to to figure that out. Oh my god, Dan! It is. It's going to get bad in some of these places. Yeah, like it's going to get getting bad. It is bad. It is bad, and it's. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, blessies. I don't know. A lot of these, and a lot of these guys were talking about, you know, how this isn't real or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that you need, you know, you need yeah. to practice your faith by getting out there. Yeah. And then they die. So the question for me is, are people learning the lesson? No. I don't think they are. No. I don't trust them to do that. I've, no. I've seen far too much of humanity to know that, like... N- Far too often, the evidence is very clearly presented to them right in front of their face. The person who's telling them that the the thing is a lie dies of the thing. Yeah. And it only confirms the faith of the people. It's I don't know how it works. Constantly happening. Psychologically, that is like some crazy shit. How does that work? It's the most human thing in the world, though. It's how it's how all of the conspiracy theorists work. Anything that uh, that that they say, you know, that that you point out to them that disconfirms their right, their thing, confirms their thing. Yeah. Hmm. Somehow they turn it into a thing. That's so weird. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So there you go. Uh, that's happening. It. Listen, folks. If uh, if if your pastor just died, you can write to us. Tell us about it. <laughs> podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. We need you to like us. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. We will let you in. Also, find us on Twitter at TGIA Atheist. Yes, indeedy. And stick around. There's more. So Dan, hey, you uh, do you do you like a good prophet? Oh, you know, I I it depends on how you spell it. Actually, <laughs> there's one kind of prophet I'm pretty fond uh, of, and another kind that I think is dopey and silly. <laughs> but here's the thing: the yeah. dopey, silly ones might what maybe my more my more favorite kind because boy are they just nutballs uh anyone who considers themselves uh capable of prophecy here's the thing all of these prophets make predictions about the world that's kind of their whole gig and guess what they're wrong all the time of course they are unless frank unless you figure it different unless they're uh, not wrong I think we have to listen to uh, to yeah, what is his name Jeremiah Johnson Jeremiah Johnson yeah prophet and uh, and pastor he's got the he's got the new math on uh, <laughs> on prophecy accuracy so yeah, exactly. let's, let's listen to what he has to say years ago I prophesied to a man in a meeting I got his name the Lord showed me a large business. He was going to become a multi-millionaire. I mean, tremendous. I mean, it was probably like the greatest prosperity word bear I ever gave. I mean, I could have preached with the best of them. Just came on me. He called the office five days later and said, you're a false prophet. My company just went bankrupt. Now listen to what I've been teaching you today by the Word of God. I said, brother, I actually believe now after what you've told me that that was the Word of the Lord. I measure 
prophetic accuracy by how much warfare follows it. I, I said, I'm now convinced that is the word of the Lord because now it's getting tested. Now God is going to strip you down and humble you and really see where your heart's at. Can you really steward those millions? No, but we just want the word of the Lord in that week. Money from heaven. Money cometh. Whatever. Oh, my God. Oh, he's a smart man. So, he's a smart man, smart, obviously. You know? And I mean... Um, that, that, I, you know, if you were a prophet, I bet you'd get tired of people like coming to you and being like, oh. hey, that wasn't true. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Are we warring right now? Is there a war happening? <clears throat> Boom. My prophecy's true. You suck. Yeah. You're not a millionaire. <laughs> I win. Yeah. What, you want it to come true? <laughs> yeah. Like, what right a ridiculous now? notion. That's not what a it, prophet does. They don't come true. <laughs> this isn't something. This isn't an accuracy contest, like like you know something like uh, uh, fortune cookies. Yeah, this is about the war. Come on, ding the, dong. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking for war here. Yeah, I want to know what he says when somebody when he gets one right. When somebody comes <laughs> yeah. to him and he's like, you know what, you are a hundred percent accurate. Everything was peaceful and nice, and it came true. Does that oh, just fuck? Does that just ruin his whole thing? Oh, he's probably just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, it's not about being right. How dare wow. you? Wow. Wow. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see who you are. Yeah. Ye of little faith. <laughs> no, you know he takes full credit. He's like, Absolutely. damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, he's, it's modeled after his Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. That dear and fluffy <laughs> Lord of his who says things like, you know, who basically takes credit for everything good that happens in everybody's life right. and gives ex and takes exactly zero responsibility when anything goes wrong. <laughs> Not unlike our president. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God. Well, we had some folks write into us. Oh, uh, good. And I need to pull that up. Here we go. Uh, Cosmic wrote into us to say, hey, Frank and Dan. I apologize for dredging up old material, but hearing you talk about the sexual power dynamic that is created and exploited between men and women in, poly in polygamous Mormonism got me thinking. My understanding is that in many cultures uh, that have practiced or practiced polygamy, there is a status for males who have wives that mm. is withheld from those who don't, mm. and more mm -hmm. status attached to a greater number than fewer. Mm, Has absolutely. such a thing ever been present in this religion? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. It was. It was all about power. What do you think it was? Right? Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and like, obviously, the more wives you like, when you practice, especially in the U.S., like in a in a country where it's not, uh, where where it's commonplace. I don't know how common how how big of a thing this is, mm -hmm. but in a country where it's. It, it's what makes you and your people the weirdos of the entire country. Uh, yeah. Who can be the weirdoist is the winner of Mormonism. That's how you win Mormonism. So, yes, back when uh, mainstream Mormonism was practicing polygamy, 100% if you had more wives. Yeah. And also, like, it's a status thing, right? Because in order to like be able to feed all of those wives and all of those wives presumably have rugrats or a bunch of them do yeah in order to be able to feed and house everybody you have to have a lot of money and as we all know in every like religious tradition that's worth its salt more money means the lord loves you more yeah and you were you're more blessed so more wives equals more blessed more money uh, mm -hmm. it's 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 a whole thing and now like Maybe less so in the in the original Mormonism, but uh, you look at fundamentalist Mormonism that still practices polygamy, and who they you know they do arranged marriages largely, and and man, it's it gets ugly. They just because mm -hmm. the problem is that it's a closed system, right? Nobody enters and enters their group. They don't mm -hmm. have converts, right. so 
they're just drawn from their own small little gene pool. And the problem is that, you know, birth rates are tend to be 50-50 male-female. Whereas when, you know, when some guys are, have four or five wives, eh, you're going you're gonna to have some guys who are left out in the cold, yeah. wife-wise. Yeah. And, uh, and they end up solving this problem in the best possible way, which is kick out the boys that they don't like out of the community. <laughs> yeah, it's really sick. Just kick them the fuck out. Yep. Uh, Dan, have you ever noticed yes. the phenomenon of, like, Mormons today? Um, sort of, like, like if somebody's being a little braggy about their, their ancestors, right? Uh -huh. Like, they invariably have some polygamist ancestor. Right. right. And it almost confers generations later, even though it's not a practice and anymore in the church right that yeah. like you know when somebody's talking about their their polygamist ancestor ooh first of all they were pioneer you know right. ancestry right. that's, so that's like, a big deal and that's a big deal that's a status thing um and then also like they obviously were like you know well to do and well off and important right they have an yeah. important ancestors if if they come right. from a polygamist family yeah right? Like, like there's some, there's something trickled down generation, like generations later. Right? Yeah. It's funny because they have this love hate relationship where it's like, oh, they do not like to talk about the polygamy thing. They don't, they're not comfortable with it. They think it on some level, they, they feel icky yeah. about polygamy. But if you get them talking about their own ancestors, yeah. oh, yeah, well, actually, my great-great-grandmother was the fourth wife of Brigham Young, so I'm... And that's a big fucking deal. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I feel bad for Mormons almost, because they, <laughs> uh, they're not, you know, they, they're a little confused. Yeah. There's a cognitive dissonance there. Yeah. All right. Um, Elliot wrote into us, Frank... Exclamation point. Dan! Exclamation point. Elliot! Uh, <laughs> Elliot! <laughs> Last week you read an email taking you to task for predicting wrong on the outcome of the 2016 U.S. election. First, I don't think you guys generally frame these kinds of things as predictions. No, they're more prophecies, really. <laughs> which we just uh, found out. Which we just found out we don't, don't have, have to get to right. right. To get it right. <laughs> anyway, uh, you usually use softer language. Second... I feel pretty confident that Frank mused on the podcast in August or September of 2016 that he thought Donald John Trump would win the general election. That's probably so, true. Yeah. Frank's cynicism for the win. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Elliot does have one more thing. Uh, oh, one quick aside to you guys as residents of Utah. If you want to have any say on our next governor... I suggest you register Republican and request a ballot for the upcoming Republican gubernatorial primary. I've, I've heard of people doing that, yeah. Uh, yeah, this has been... I have been agonizing over this because what Elliot is pointing out is correctly is that a Democrat, a registered Democrat, or, any, or even someone like me who's registered as an independent, has no say in who the next governor of Utah will be. Right. Because it, it is entirely determined by the Republican primary. And in the state of Utah, you're not allowed to participate in the Republican primary unless you're a registered Republican. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to admit it. I did it. You I did? am a registered Republican in the state of Utah now. Dan! I hate it. <gasps> it felt so icky to do it. Because it feels like a lie. Yeah. But I want to have some say in who our next governor is, and it's the only way for it's for anyone to to have that say. No one party system is to join the party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gross. Oh boy, I well, feel all right. I feel well, icky. I hope you chose wisely. Well, I mean, I I the, oh yeah, I it hasn't come yet. That's right. It's June yeah, okay. when that happens, but. Ugh. Ugh. But, you know, there are some actually decent uh, Republican candidates on the ballot this yeah. this year. So, yeah. so I, you know, I would love to be part of them uh, being uh, actually, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you it's essentially icky. cannot vote for anybody who, who, who came out of the convention system because you know they have to be a crackpot. 
<laughs> if they can make it through the the Utah Republican convention and be Ugh. on the ballot, they are yeah. a crazy. Oh man, it's the... <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. <gasps> I, I I'm gonna say it. Democracy is not awesome. It's just it's just not. <laughs> we have not found a way to make it work yet. Not here. Not uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, thanks, Elliot. Uh, Dan wrote into us. Hi guys, my name is Dan, and I love your show. Oh, and if your name is Dan, you must be you're probably handsome. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, uh, you spend a, a lot of time discussing J Dubs, Jehovah's Witnesses, and interacting with them. You recommended not doing uh, not you recommended not doing that, uh, which is to say uh, interacting with them in general, uh, which is good advice or sorry, which is which in general is good advice. Well, I'm a 65 year old hippie stoner atheist and taking advice never was for me. I have fun talking to the J dubs. I've heard all the debates and Dawkins and Hitchens, etc. And I have all the arguments from those great thinkers more or less handy in my head. So we have lively chats. I never quit <laughs> until they do. That's the best part. Watching J-Dubs smile politely, back away, and declare a need to move along. It's sort of a sh- it, it, it's sort of the shoe on the other foot, you might say. So <laughs> thanks for your great work, and don't drink Lysol from Dan. Yeah, That's sweet. Well, I mean, if you can beat them at their own game. Why not? Or at least make them uh, so uncomfortable they leave you. That's yeah. I don't know. That, there's sure if you get a kick out of it, that's great. I always feel bad for people who are like trying to debate them in earnest, like hoping to get anything out of it other than an entertainment. Yeah. Because uh, well, and it, not, it, you're not gonna. They're not gonna hear you. Yeah. You are keeping them from maybe finding some prey out there. So. That's true. That's, the long, yeah. the longer you keep that, you know, I, I should have that attitude because that's the attitude that I had for the longest time. When, whenever I got a, a sales call, mm-hmm. like a telemarketer, mm. I would keep them on the line, ad infinitum. <laughs> if I had, if I had any time at all, it was just constant. It was, and I would see what I could get away with too. It was like, yeah, I'm super interested in the product. Um. Actually, you know what? I I have to go to the bathroom. Can you just hold for a minute while I go to the bathroom? And then it's like, see how long I can keep them there. I'll come back to them. I'll check in with them. I I used to. Now it's all robocalls. Now now there's no fun yeah. to be had anymore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, speaking of Dan, uh, I believe it's the same Dan. Mm-hmm. Also gave us a one-time donation, so I wanted to thank him so much for that. Uh, that is very very sweet. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you, of course, would like to join Dan in being coming a supporter of the show, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you can go to Patreon or to PayPal. You can select your level of support. And, uh, and we it's really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we do have somebody to thank, Dan, um, mm. our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. Mormon Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Davis. Thanks, everybody. And uh, we sure do appreciate your support. And we'll be right back. Dan. Hey. Uh, so we talked about this at the beginning of the show that we were going to sort of run a hypothetical yeah about like if you had to if you absolutely had to what religion would you pick yeah interesting question it's a fun little little thought exercise uh is there like a gun to your head yeah yeah or something (laughs) it's a spiritual gun to be like really really like incentivized (laughs) in some way totally I will say this, uh, I, I, I think it's a cheat to choose something like Flying Spaghetti Monster or something just because that's uh, okay. already, that's, it's a kind of a joke religion and it's like, and it's atheist. It's already what we already are, but right. I'm okay with cheating. I'm an atheist. So like, that's <laughs> certainly on the list. Really? If it, yeah, I mean, if it, if it, if we're going to count it, 
For, okay. I, I would say for this exercise. Not, okay. All right. I think for this exercise, I'm going to restrain my refrain and 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 hold off from anything that's like like that. That's well, so okay easy well, and just already fits my my worldview. I went for real, right? Okay. Like I I I, like uh, I had some very specific questions. I I, I needed to find something that um, the overall sort of belief system was not um too objectionable right. right that it was fairly benign right no no hate of of any groups yeah like yeah exactly um can't, you can't yeah you can't be like lgbt negative and that was or, another one right like yeah. obviously they have to have a, at least a a decent or evolving stance where there's probably <laughs> like a part of their community that is cool with gay people like i was like you know because it's kind of a tall order because there's a lot of like really cool, interesting groups out there. Say like the Sikhs, right? Oh, they yeah. were one that I went and kind of reviewed exactly what they believed in everything, and ended up not really settling on them. Um, right. Even though they're, I I really have a lot of respect for Sikhs. Like, um, it is oh, all yeah. about like it's a they're very peaceful. There's the, the work that they do, the the charitable work that they do with like feeding people. Um, like I've got a lot of respect for them. I, I, I sure. think they're a pretty decent group. Um, and it's Indian food, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, like if I was absolutely going to have to pick something, I mean, I would probably like is can you actually sign up and convert to be a secular Jew? Because I think that would probably <laughs> be <laughs> the the best fit for me, right? Um, oh man, Judaism makes you jump through a lot of hoops <laughs> to become a Jew. I don't know how many hoops. I, you're, you're, I, I would love just to for be somebody a secular to, Jew. I would love for somebody to go through all of the stuff that you got to go through to convert to Judaism, yeah. and then be like, "Oh no, oh no, I don't believe it. I just wanted to be part of the group." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as far as like you know, like alive and like uh -huh. being hassled by a religion right? right like not not too bad right sure not the worst thing sure the so the one that i kind of settled in on do you want to hear uh -huh. it yeah i'm all ears baby uh zoroastrianism okay Did, all right yeah you and freddie mercury man yeah exactly right um okay. so their their whole thing is good words good thoughts and uh good deeds is that right Something like that. That good, sounds right. Yeah, good words, good thoughts, and good deeds. And um, they're, they they kind of have two... Um, there's two kind of major sort of strain, like trains of thought, I guess, in, in or, or, or f factions or whatever within their, within their the religion, right? There's kind of the uh -huh. traditionalists, and then there's kind of a reform movement. Um, and the reform side is pretty decent about homosexuality right okay um they, they're not um overly uh like like they're apparently their scriptures don't have a lot of commandments it's just sort of this idea of like this good words good thoughts and good deeds like that's that's mm. what's really important and i was like okay that's cool and then i was like oh wait a second dietary restrictions oh oh yeah. right like you can't Ooh, just go scary. jumping into something right <laughs> And then no, be Mormons like, ah, won't even tell you about shit. that until they've got you hooked. So yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, what, what kind of restrictions do they have that way? They have one of perhaps the most awesome um, prohibitions of all time. <laughs> they okay. have specifically prohibited the killing and eating of otters. <laughs> I guess, like, man. Like, the, and it, and it's like they have a whole bunch of things that you can't eat, but they, but for otters, you also can't kill them. It's really oh. important, right? Like wow. otters, are, I don't think it's like they're sacred or anything, but like they're just like this very special animal to them. And I, so I love otters. I, I, otters I, are they're awesome. special to me and too. So like, I'm just like, wow, okay, I'm down with that. You can't eat. <laughs> you can't eat dogs, foxes, vultures, ravens, <laughs> owls. 
monkeys and i'm just like this is no problem whatsoever like i am <laughs> down with these dietary restrictions not hard funny. not hard to adapt to any of these um the only one they they have a prohibition against eating sort of the young of any animal so oh. the only thing there that would kind of i would run afoul of would maybe be like lamb but it's not mm. a major part of my diet like i don't really you know sure. eat a ton of what, lamb what, 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 what about eggs? Does that count as the young? I I don't think so. I could be oh, yeah, wrong. Um, yeah. But um, and then they have perhaps the all-time best official burial technique ever. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's called the Tower of Silence. Okay. <laughs> um, nice. And instead of like. So they have all these things that are um, apparently like death is like is dirty or is, yeah. is, is for them. Right. And okay. so um, they don't want to sully any of like the really clean things like the earth and water or fire, I guess, is like considered very sort of important. Um, okay. And so they don't want to burn a body. They don't want to bury a body. They don't want to send a body out to sea or whatever. Right. Um, wow. And so they developed this, these towers that, um, they launched the body into space. <laughs> I wish, um, these big towers and then they have like a platform, right? And okay. they put the body, they lay the bodies out on this platform and then vultures come and eat your body. All right. Um, the sun bleaches your bones and then yeah. the bones disintegrate and right. this is this is the thing and it's actually also in sort of kind of their their kind of understanding of like life and afterlife and all that kind of stuff it's considered a final act of charity right okay because the person has given their body to feed the birds yeah i'm, I'm okay i mean don't aren't there native american tribes that do that also maybe i don't know um, they're having a hard time in sort of as uh, Zoro, the remaining Zoroastrians in the world have sort of moved to other countries outside of India um, and outside of sort of their region. I guess Iran, there were some old Zoroastrian kind of groups there too. Um, huh. But um, they've had some difficulty with this official burial technique. So they've been experimenting with electrical cremation, which <laughs> sounds Whoa. awful. Um, and, uh, what was the other one? Um, I can't remember. Vata acid. Maybe, right? Like they're, they're trying, they're trying some different things. Yeah. Um, but, and apparently there, it's a shrinking group. There's only like 200,000 of them left, but it's like a yeah. foundational group. Like they were, uh, oh, mon yeah, they go back monotheists before they're like, judaism before christianity islam oh yeah um, they basically made it up they they were like the first like monotheists and they they kind of also um came up with like the duality of like good and evil that, that's like two forces in the universe apparently that's really important to them but then you see yeah. it's like being borrowed uh in christianity and judaism oh and, borrowed that's a cute way of putting it <laughs> stolen outright yeah um yeah so kind of interesting group I, there you I, go again like I, very cursory sort of like oh okay maybe that would be that'd be cool which yeah i i you know i looked at a few things uh -huh. i i am I, I i admit to there being an appeal to uh i <laughs> there's a ufo cult called <laughs> realism or raelianism uh, that was started like back in the in I think in the seventies or something <laughs> by a French dude, okay, who was a former like race car driver. Oh, yeah. and it's mostly a sex cult, and I don't know. There's some appeal there. <clears throat> I I kind of love just the nuttiness of the whole thing. I would I would really get a kick out of going to parties and when and like somehow slipping it into the conversation that I believe in a in a UFO cult that like. <laughs> believes that there's nothing stopping you now dan you could oh, do I that know. i know i know i you know what i should i should just join up 
No, just I for mean, the party conversation. Just you don't it, have to join in order to say that you belong to. No, a UFO no, no, cult. no. It is so much better if you'd say if you actually join up. I like <laughs> it so much more. The one thing that's really preventing me from joining this crew is uh, is their symbol, hmm? which is uh, it's actually visually quite satisfying, but symbolically the most horrifying tone deaf thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Okay, which is that it is a star of David. Interlocked with itself by a swastika. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I can't uh, go along with you on that. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that's not. Uh, so that, so that cool. kind of got ruined for me. I did think about Buddhism a little bit. I wouldn't be able to do Zen Buddhism because I went to the Zen Center here in Utah uh -huh. or in Salt Lake one time. And you've done it too, right? No. Oh, I did, and I, and I sat there and I did the whole chanting thing, and that is not for me. Mm. Um, I'm a, I, I'm into meditation like that that I'm down with, yeah. uh, and a bunch of stuff, but mm, not really uh, my main jam. I thought about uh, the Community of Christ just because I that's the Reformed Mormons. That's the other off, the other yeah, major okay. offshoot. Um, can, they accept the gays. They've yeah. they've uh, ordained women. They're pretty forward thinking, but I just don't want dogmatic theology. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not into Jesus, and I'm not. I'm sure as fuck not into the Book of Mormon. Like yeah. good lord. So uh, yeah, and they. I, don't know, I, th I think I have to go with, and this may sound like a cop out. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say the, the temple, the satanic temple, <laughs> but I said, right, I, I already said up front that, like, I wasn't including the, the, the spaghetti monster and satanic temples, basically, it's not a parody of religion, but it's like a religion started to stop religions sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So that feels like a cheat. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, it's a tricky one. Just be Episcopalian. <laughs> I could be a uni just Unitarian. Sh just shut that, up and don't believe in anything. That doesn't count. <laughs> you can just be a Unitarian and then you don't have to say, what do you believe? Oh, I believe in Unitarianism. Yeah. That's it. Well, Unitarians, That's like, it's also a slight cop-out because I'm they, they're they totally cool with you being openly atheist, if I remember yeah. correctly, right? Well, then what they're not cool with is telling anybody what they're supposed to believe. Exactly. Other than like, be nice. Yeah, and here, light a candle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you what Henry David Thoreau had to say. Right. That's I don't know. I. <laughs> right. I do like. Uh. I, yeah. I like some of the non-theistic religions, but in the end, I I have to say, I invented this game mm -hmm. that we're playing currently. Yeah. I hate it. What a stupid game. Yeah, so here's the deal, Dan. I'm going to give myself an A on my little report. Um, okay. <laughs> Good. You get an um, A. How, what, what grade do you get, Dan? Um, I get an A+. Plus no. Because what I've decided <laughs> no. is that no. I, get to, I get to make I'm my sorry. own rules. Yeah, no, that's, 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 the, that's I, the whole point of atheism is that you don't have to do this. Yeah, you don't I, have to... You showed have up. Any rules. You 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 had answers. You participated, but I'm going to give you a B minus. <laughs> okay. Well, it's uh, that's better than I did in most of my schooling. So I'll I'll take the Bs. That, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, kids, if you would like, I want I want to hear from our listeners. I'm sure there are some people there out there who uh, who have some ideas on yeah. what they will and won't join, um, <laughs> or why I should ignore the the uh, the swastika and go with Raelianism. Uh, write into us. the The address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. It's so easy to find, and then you just smash that like button, and everything's good in the world. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join is a closed group, uh, but we'll let you in. And also find us on Twitter at TGIatheist. 
Yeah, do all of those things. Uh, hey, speaking of all of the things, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. And thanks to uh, Amy and Danny for their work as moderators in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in! Bye-bye! Bye, friends. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.